welcome to another episode of NYY Takes, a Pinstripe Prospects and Pinstripe Perspective podcast. My name is Cameron Toe, and I am joined by Robert Coles and Matt Gerald. The Yankees have clinched a berth in the American League Championship Series, and in less than 24 hours, we'll take on the Houston Astros in Game 1 in Houston. We are here to break down what we saw in the last two games, as well as a little bit of a preview of what we expect, which, to be honest, might not be that optimistic. But, as always, we start with a question. Yankees fans, are we happy today? What category does relief fall under? That is the biggest question I've ever heard in my life. Because <laughs> I'm not... A category of what? <laughs> because I'm not, like, ecstatic. Oh, me neither. But I'm not unhappy. We I'm met just, expectations. I'm just incredibly relieved that this nightmare of a series from game start times to blowing late leads to terrible managerial decisions to players calling out their manager in the post-game press conferences to everything in between, I'm just happy it's over and they won. Isn't it kind of like a microcosm of the season? In a way, <laughs> a little bit like a lot of a lot of stuff went wrong. A lot of complaints to log for sure. But at the end of the day, they won the games that they needed to win. And they made it to the next step in the journey. That's that's the 2022 Yankees. That's what the team's been all about all season. But I think relief qualifies as happy. I, I think I think re- I think relief is a type of happiness. I actually feel I actually feel pretty happy. Yeah. General. So the vibes I got as I literally arrived from Yankee Stadium about 10 minutes ago, um, the vibes were eerily and pleasantly similar to the wildcard games against Minnesota and Oakland. It was kind of like, you know, nervousness because of what the stakes were in the do or die game. But at the same time, a very resilient, resilient confidence that the team would get the job done. And that's exactly what happened. So am I happy? No. Am I satisfied? Sure. On to the next one. Let's see what happens tomorrow and for the rest of the ALCS against Houston. And we're kind of where we expect it to be. The Yankees and the Astros are the two best teams in the American League. That was clear from basically May. And you have seven games to duke it out. And yeah, um, relief, definitely. Happiness. Again, have the Yankees won the World Series? No, so no. I mean, that's the ultimate question. Have the Yankees won the World Series? At this point, though, I don't know how how great I feel about that. Obviously, in a tough spot. We can talk more about that later. But I just, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy for everyone on this team that stepped up in this series. That's like winning the series, great. But I'm just so happy to see Garrett Cole be an ace and be the ace in the playoffs that the Yankees paid for. I'm so happy to see the Harrison Bader trade look like it has worked. So happy to see Oswaldo Cabrera getting big homers in the playoffs. Happy to see Judge go yard today. Happy to see playoff Stanton. So just claps for everybody because winning, losing, relief about the win. But I am happy to see certain players that have needed to step up, step up when necessary and really put their balls to the wall to try to win some games here. And happy that Josh Naylor is going home after his whole shenanigans in game four. 
I mean, this it would be appropriate in some ways. You know, I think I think we're all approaching this round three ALCS against the Astros with the least confidence of any of the three series. Definitely. I think that's probably fair to say. And yet that could mean that this is the year that the Yankees finally get the bugaboo off their back. I mean, we just saw it with the Padres. Yeah. You know, they've been, the, the Dodgers have had their number for years and they're always on the they're all, the Dodgers always have the upper hand. They win 111 games this year, but in a short series, Padres prevail. I think we could see something like that this time, just something totally unexpected. Yeah, and, we can and, hope for. And kind of like off that, we've made such a big ruckus or some people have made such a big ruckus of the fact that the Yankees played tonight and now have to turn around and play tomorrow. But if we learned anything anecdotally from the league division series, both the NL wildcard teams, the Phillies and the Padres, beat the two best teams in the National League in their first series. As those two teams, the Dodgers and the Braves, looked like they were sleepwalking through those games. And then with the Mariners-Astros series, the Mariners were up 8-1 to one in Game 1. Probably should have won that game. Probably should have won Game 3. There's a world where the Mariners are up 2-1 in that series. And then the Guardians came to play against the Yanks. So there might be something to be said for the fact that the Astros have been sitting on their couches since Saturday and the Yankees have been playing high-intensity baseball. Maybe they come into Houston feeling locked in and fresh. If if we've learned anything from the first wild card series, maybe the rest here is overrated and there's momentum going. Except you're going against the unanimous AL Cy Young Award winner tomorrow. So I'm not sure if you can necessarily say you're confident in game one, but I do agree. Like for me, I'm kind of, we are at the point where it is genuinely a clean slate for me. We are exactly where we expected to be in the ALCS against Houston. So now it's kind of just like, okay, let's forget about what happened in the past. There's honestly, for as much as we moan and groan on the last pod about how Aaron Boone completely screwed up game three and how that kind of led to what happened in game four and game five. And honestly, if you blamed Aaron Boone 100% for the rain delay and everything, you know what? You are actually right because that shouldn't have happened if Aaron Boone managed to game properly on Saturday. But here we are. So I don't know. It's kind of just like, you know, survive and advance and it's a clean slate because honestly, in baseball, momentum I don't think is a real thing. So it's kind of one of those things where could it could it have gone better? Absolutely. But given that it's the playoffs, you know what? We'll take it. And I think that's where I'm at at this point. Um, everyone who needed to step up stepped up. Like I said in the last spot that I expected Giancarlo to run into one. And guess what? First inning, he did exactly what he did in game two. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is there. And unfortunately, Jameson Tyone did not pitch at all, but he's pitching in game one. So I got that wrong. But I mean, at the same time, like I said before, um, there are a lot of complaints going in, but at the same time, all those complaints are kind of just like, you know what, let's forget about it. Let's continue against Houston and see what happens. Um, I want to move a little bit into the atmosphere in game five, especially juxtapose the games one and two. So I was fortunate enough to go to all three games um, and Coles, you were as well. Um, 
we talked a little sort bit of. about this on the last podcast. Um, game one was amazing. Um, everyone brought it. That introduction was unexpected and delightful at the same time. Move into game two, the weird Friday afternoon game. The crowd was not really into it. It was also really hot, which kind of didn't make it feel like October, but the Yankees pulled through. And then, you know, for a 4 p.m. game on a random Tuesday, the crowd brought it tonight. And that is really, and I guess we can subway into our ups or down for the series. That is my up. The Yankee Stadium crowd really troopered through the entire series. I think trooper is a perfect word for that because we were thrown so many curveballs from rain delays to weird start times to weird pitching matchups. And guess what? We we were just there for all of it. And especially today when taunting Justin Yeller was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And just continuing to boom Miles Schraw and just, but you know, having the you know, where it fall and the fortitude and the, honestly, the, the intelligence to realize that, you know what, the Yankees should win this game and we will make sure that happens. I think the crowd was a huge factor tonight and that was my up. Yeah, so I came <laughs> came to game five. Uh, I, left, I left work at 6 p.m. and was walking to the stadium First of all, I got up to the stadium and I tried to go in and they said, no, you got to walk all the way to gate four. So I ran to gate four full, full sprint, but you could feel the energy outside. Like I was getting goosebumps because you could, you could feel the crowd from outside. And when I got in there, I was, I mean, when you look around and see, because I had almost like forgotten from game one, what it was like. And also when you're, we were in the bleachers in game one, so it's a bit of a different experience, but yeah, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised by how into it and how loud this crowd was for a Tuesday afternoon game. And we have another afternoon weekday game coming in game five of the ALCS of this series. Um, my up, I guess we're doing up or down. So I'll do an up and it's obviously going to be Harrison Bader. As Toe looks at me in disgust. I mean, mostly because all, all three of us were on a podcast right after the Jordan Montgomery Harrison Bader trade. And we had a an impassioned conversation about the trade for a full hour. And I defended the trade strongly when it happened. Obviously, I could not have predicted that he would hit three pretty big home runs in the American League Divisional Series. But he did. And Jordan Montgomery is sitting at home. And the Yankees pitching has been really good, regardless of Jordan Montgomery, regardless of the bullpen issues. The pitching has been nails all series for the most part, save for that little blip in game three. Without Harrison Bader, who knows if the Yankees even win this series? You're gonna, you would have Aaron Hicks out there every day. You would maybe have to figure out something with Carpenter and Stanton. It would be a little bit messier. So it was great to see Harrison Bader get traded to a team here. And as we've learned... Getting traded here can be very difficult. We saw what it did to Gallo. We saw what it did to IKF. Donaldson has dealt with it well, but everyone hates him. To get traded here for someone that everyone loves and to step up in big moments in the ALDS the way he did is incredibly impressive. It's a lot of Stanton vibes. So my up is Harrison Bader for looking into the belly of the beast of all the pressure that was 
put upon him for coming here and being expected to make a difference, and he did it. And that's a very, very hard thing for any athlete to do. So claps, claps for Harrison Bader. My up is related to that, actually. My up is home runs. So I hope, I hope, I hope two things. Number one, I hope that the fact that the Yankees beat the Guardians in this series puts to rest this horrific narrative about contact winning playoff games and homers being overrated. And I hope that the way that the Yankees beat the Guardians in this series puts that to rest because the Yankees won this series with home runs. They won by Aaron Judge hitting two, Giancarlo Stanton hitting two, Oswaldo Cabrera hitting a big one, and Harrison Bader, a career contact hitter, hitting three, being, I would say, inarguably the MVP of this series by hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And the Guardians, a contact-centric team, losing the series. If the Yankees have any hope of winning anything further in this playoffs, they're going to do it with the, with the formula that has carried them through the last five seasons, which is hitting home runs. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm creating a straw man here. Probably nobody on this pod disagrees with this, but you win games in October by hitting home runs. And that's the way the Yankees are built. That's how they should operate. That's why I'm glad to see that Oswaldo has a permanent place in the lineup now because he is a deep threat. That's what I want to see from the team. And I think if they hit home runs, they'll have a chance against Houston. If they don't, they won't. That's really the end of it. Homer so, score runs. Homer score runs. They do it in the most efficient way possible. I mean, it's it's just, it's simple. And yeah, Bader coming through and hitting for power made absolutely all the difference in this series. If he keeps that up, the Yankees are in really good shape. Against Houston, against anyone. Now, if you guys don't mind, I want to have an honorable down. And it's the full experience that we... Toe and I and a bunch of Yankee fans had on Monday night for what a lot of people thought was going to be game five of the American League Divisional Series. Toe and I got there at around nine. We luckily had timed it well. We didn't really, we kind of knew that things were going to be messy and we had other, other things to tend to before. But we went at nine expecting for a game to be played as that was kind of the whole vibe on Twitter was this baseball game is going to be played tonight, regardless of how late. But the scene at Yankee Stadium was probably the most bizarre scene that I've ever that I've ever witnessed. It was actually really funny. There were it felt like an airport where all the flights had been canceled combined or delayed with, for seven hours. Combined with everyone just came from a frat party. Yeah, com- combined with like Saturday afternoon after a day of darting college. Chicken buckets everywhere, drunk people lying down in the concourses everywhere, sitting against the walls, not a single person walking in a straight line, not a single person formulating a coherent sentence, let alone a coherent thought. But I left the game with a bad taste in my mouth because the New York Yankees, and I understand rainouts and delays and everything is an MLB decision. So just last week, the Atlanta Braves had a three-hour rain delay. They had a 4 p.m. game scheduled. They delayed it for three hours, ended up playing the game at 7 p.m. The Atlanta Braves offered concessions, everything in the stadium 50% off. Just the bare minimum 
tip of the cap to the fans, to the people that showed up and stuck around. Plus, the fans got a game out of it. Last night at Yankee Stadium, the place with the most expensive tickets on the market and the most expensive concessions on the market got three hours of concession revenue and the fans got no game nor any sort of discount anything. And to put the icing on the cake, per se, Brian Cashman in his post-game interview called all the Yankee fans customers. Now, we all know this baseball thing is a business. We all know it's a money-making thing. But the Yankees need to do a better job, and MLB needs to do a better job if they want to attract more people to the sport, of not making it so damn obvious. That's kind of the point of sports. Everyone knows it's a business, but no one wants to actually know it's a business. So everything about last night was bad. Great the Yankees won, and we can move on from it, but not good. Up to and including the immediate announcement that there would be no refunds for Game 5. Yeah, there's just a general tone deafness that MLB seems to have with its fans when it comes to this stuff. It's like, we all know we all know you're a business, but we don't want to be... It doesn't need to be so obvious. Yeah, and, and yeah, and then like you make everyone come back at 4 o'clock on a random Tuesday. How many of us New Yorkers can actually take off work to do that? The number of shrinks... Apparently 50,000. In order to do that, like, I was sending emails from my seat during the game. Yeah. It was, it was a tough, tough scene last night for, or Monday night for a lot of people. And I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I think the fans had every right to be pissed off and feel like they were screwed over. Um, and hopefully, and I think they will, hopefully the Yankees learn from this and in future rain delays do offer some sort of, you know, or discount you compensation. Schedule an off day between games one and two for some random reason well, yes, during a I'll lockout season. One thing is the Yankees could could really benefit from just treating their fans better. They gouge their fans with ticket prices. They gouge them with concessions prices. Treat them a little better on 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 the margins. It doesn't take a lot to do the bare minimum. And then MLB needs to get a little more organized with scheduling. I understand there was a lockout this year, so you had to kind of smush everything together in October. Except that's exactly what they didn't do for games one and two. So just a lot of incompetence from a sport that's really trying to gain a lot of followers and gain a lot more young fans and get people engaged. Treating fans like cells of an Excel spreadsheet is not going to do it. And yeah. as, a, as a lifelong baseball fan, it, it makes me very upset because – you got. It. You have to. Not you. You need to treat fans better, in order to get more fans. Yeah, and this is a conversation that we should have um, a more extensive uh, version during the off season. But you could get into the building in pretty good seats for around a hundred dollars for all of these games, and I've never seen that before. It would be at least double in 2019, 2018, and the years before. So I do think that. There's something to be said about on the secondary market. The prices are as low as I've ever seen them. So maybe people are finally realizing that, hey, like going to a Yankee game, even a playoff game, is not necessarily the thing to do anymore if you're not a diehard Yankee fan. And I think that should be really worrying for all of Major League Baseball. Agreed. Breaking news on a Josh Naylor quote. So 
every time Naylor came up to bat tonight, who's your daddy chance? Naylor was hearing it all night from the fans. But an interesting quote from Naylor. Quote, that was so sick. That was honestly like a dream come true as a kid. Playing in an environment like this where they've got diehard fans, it's cool. The fact that I got going, the fact I got that going through the whole stadium, that was sick. Good for him. Naylor's cool. That's Is that a hot correct, take? That's the correct response. I, I love when players play with passion. He definitely learned a thing or two from Miles Straw. Yeah, and I, I mean, the Rock yeah. the Baby thing, if you've watched baseball all season, you know Naylor is out of his mind. Oh, yeah, he's insane. I mean, I, I, he hit a home run against the White Sox this season and just started yelling at fans in the crowd when he was coming to the dugout. I mean, he, he's, he's, a, he's a nutty guy. So it's par for the course with him. And good for him for kind of just taking, taking in the moment. And I actually like that quote. I, I love it. I, I want to see more of that in baseball in general. And not the not not the kind of antagonistic mile straw bullshit. Like players on the field having fun, being competitive. That's there should be much more of that in the game. And like when Naylor did the rocking the baby celebration, I was honestly like, yeah, props. You just hit a big homer. Just like when Oswaldo did that epic bat flip after his home run. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. And and I think it's also awesome that the fans got on him for it. That's all fun. That's exactly there's, what there's, baseball should be. Yeah. Is it, it is exactly what baseball should be. So let's touch on two things before we wrap up here. Number one, I know um, Matt or no, sorry, Coles, you already gave your opinion. So I'm going to throw this to Matt first. Who is your MVP of the ALDS? That is good. So so my my answer is Bader. I completely agree that the MVP of the series is Bader for three big home runs in big spots. But because Robert already went into depth on Bader, um, I will give my secondary MVP to Nestor Cortez, I think is the obvious second choice. A gutsier performance than what he was able to turn in today, you will not find. On short rest, weirdness with the weather, all kinds of alterations to his routine, <clears throat> Garrett Cole, um, and didn't seem to face him in the slightest. Went out there, was nails for five innings, gave the team exactly what they needed. And on that note, I, I rib Garrett Cole playfully. Everyone knows that I like to get on Garrett Cole's back, but he would be another good choice for rock-solid performance in Game 4 as well. I can't let us get through that conversation without mentioning Wandy Peralta. I was about to. Yeah, that's that fair. Too. My MVP of the LDS is Wani Peralta. He pitched in all five games, which is, I think, is unheard of, even for going back as far as the 90s. And Wani Peralta in five games pitched six innings, gave up only one, two, uh, four hits. He was a little bit shaky today, three runs, but you know what? Seven strikeouts, too. You know what? Wandy, you're my MVP, especially since he just gave the confidence of Wandy Peralta is in. You know what? He's going to get his guys out, and he'll just get his job done, do even more than his job. And if he were to falter, there were still enough options behind him to, you know, do it. So Wandy Peralta, for just being ready, for just being the guy who was there no matter what, I thought it was really irresponsible to pitch him for two and a third innings, but what do I know? Um, 
Andy Peralta is my MVP, and he says he's ready to go tomorrow, too. So, you know what? Props. I still think you're going to go into IL twice next year, but for now, you have my respect. Wendy Peralta, MVP of the ALDS. And the man that the Yankees traded for him, Mike Talkman, is playing in the KBO right now. I don't even Meanwhile, think he's playing in the KBO anymore. He was, but I don't think he's in. I don't think he ended the season in that league, if I'm not mistaken. For the Hanwha Eagles. Um, incredible trade. I mean, that trade and the Clay Holmes trade are two unbelievable trades from last season. Um, also, Clay Holmes seems to be fine. Fine-ish. He did walk someone. Being able to pitch in back-to-back games, fine. There's a day off in between. But still, he's available tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Wandy Peralta is, I have all the faith in the world in him. I trust him with my life and the Yankees' life. All right, so last thing before we wrap up here, since we are already past the 30-minute mark, is predictions for the ALCS. Now, it's been a relatively optimistic and a relatively happy podcast, but I suspect that it might take a turn when we do this segment. Robert Coles, your prediction for the ALCS. Boy, really putting me on the spot. Ugh, I'm so conflicted. Because my brain says the Astros are winning this series, but my heart says the Yankees are winning this series. I think the Yankees are going to slay the Giant this year. I think they have a lot of momentum going. I think this is the weakest version of all of the Astros teams they have played in the American League Championship Series. And you know what? I think the playing tonight and going straight into Houston is going to help them because it's you don't have time to think. You just react, and you just come in and play ball against a Houston team that's been on their heels for, for a very long time. So I'm going to say the Yankees win this series in seven games. I think it'll go back to the Bronx 1-1. I think it'll go back to Houston with the Yankees up 3-2. I think Houston will win game six, and the Yankees will win game seven. Your prediction. I'm going Yankees in six. Ooh. Okay, then. I'm not going to pick against the Yankees on this podcast. I, I, I just I can't do that. And I agree that this is, this is going to be much like the Padres did with the Dodgers. This is the year that the Yankees get this monkey off their back. And they do it in surprisingly convincing fashion. My prediction is Houston in six. Why, Toe? I actually think that this is, as far as a holistic perspective is concerned, the most complete Houston team we've seen, especially when it comes to their pitching. Verlander, who is going to win the Zion. Valdez, who is arguably better than Verlander at this point. McCullers, who is very good and owns the Yankees in the postseason. Arkady and Luis Garcia and whomever they have at the back end are really, really, really good. I don't think the Yankees can win by hitting the home run. Pitching is too good. Moreover, for rotation, because of the rainout, because of the fact that it went five games, it's kind of in a really weird place, especially since games one and two are tomorrow and Thursday. Day off on Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are games three through seven. If the series were to go seven games, the Yankees would have to pitch two starters and short rest twice. Jameson Tyone would have to start a game. And if they only chose to pitch a starter on short rest once, Domingo Herman would have to start a playoff game in the ALCS. I am definitely afraid of that. And just because of, I don't trust Aaron Boone with his pitching kind of whatever the heck he wants to do with whenever he wants to use the pitchers. Like Aaron Boone has done nothing to let to, to allow me to have faith in that he'll make the right decisions for that. Um, I think that come game three or four, the pitching will be an absolute mess. You will lose one of games four and five because of that. And they'll just put us in a hole that we can't dig ourselves out of. So Houston in six, and it was done honestly because of Aaron Boone's mishaps in game three. Very on brand for you. Yeah. I mean, why should I change it at this point? Yeah. You got to work with what you got. All right. So any closing thoughts before we plug whatever we need to plug? Yankees are playing with house money tomorrow. True. And that's a dangerous, dangerous team to play. Any team that feels like they're playing with house money is a dangerous, dangerous baseball team, especially the Yankees, because the Yankees have always played with this monkey of expectations on their back. I think tomorrow is one of the first times in recent playoff memory. I'm not going in expecting anything out of the Yankees tomorrow. I expect tomorrow to be the loss. I expect them to, I I hope and kind of expect them to split with Houston in the first two games. But tomorrow is the one that's like, Yankees coming in with nothing to lose, pretty much. Tyone versus Verlander. No one expects them to win that game. Maybe they come in a little bit relaxed and and jump on them early. We'll see what happens. I don't want to start a whole other discussion here. But I don't know that I would characterize. Maybe game one as its own thing is one thing because they're coming off of this weird series. But I don't think the Yankees are playing with house money in this series. I think this in is a series one. they have to win. House in money in game one. If that was fair not enough. Fair enough. In general, I think this is a series the Yankees have to win. They have to get back to the World Series after 13 years. And I think if they don't, it, it is a disappointment. Regardless of the fact that the Astros might be the odds-on favorite in this series, the fact that the Astros won more games during the regular season on paper might arguably be the better team, all of that is irrelevant. The Yankees don't win this series. It is a massive disappointment. They don't win the World Series this year, honestly. It's a massive disappointment, given what's gone on the last few years. So, I've got to go get it. All right, actually, I lied. One more question before we get up here. If the Yankees were to lose in six or seven games, six or seven games, important caveat, does Aaron Boone return next year as Yankees manager? Absolutely. Yep. Not a doubt in my mind. Well, a lot of people will be disappointed to hear that. So, with that... Please give us a follow at Pinstripe Purse. If it looks like Pinstripe Peppers, you are on the right track. You can follow Robert at rcode0206, Matt at mcjero 14 myself, Cameron Toe, at underscore cto, at underscore c-t-o-h. We will be back at some point during the ALCS to recap what we have seen and what we feel and all our emotions that we so gladly share with our audience on this podcast. And without further ado, go Yanks. <laughs>